at Sif Pop. We're your movie friends. But are friends really friends? If you don't know them, so grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can chat movies like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by Sif Pop Writer Joe. Hey, how are you guys doing? As well as Chantal. How's it going? We write for SifPop.com. We do movie reviews, best ever challenges, and other interesting movie-related articles. Make sure to check out the website, SifPop.com, to keep up with all of that. Uh, on the podcast today, though, we'll uh, play a game of Wavelengths to kick us off. Uh, the SAG After Strike is still going on, so we aren't doing coming attractions. And... Um, after that, we'll do, uh, or so after the, the game, we'll, uh, dive into our SIF topic this week. We're talking about Akira fitting our nerd culture theme since Joe's on. And, uh, uh, you know, of course had to have Chantal on here since her username has it in the title. I assume because of the movie, but, um, actually you do know what is... they say about assumptions. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, actually it's my middle name. So, oh, that's why. <laughs> Did not know. All right. Well, either way, you you had it marked as interested, and I'm like, you know what? It's too good to not be there. So, um, so we'll have um, we'll have some thoughts about Akira, and when we're done talking about Akira, uh, by the way, full spoilers for the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, maybe something that you want to check out before um, getting to that part of the podcast. But um, after that, we're gonna do the B plot. Uh, We're gonna pick next schedule. Um, so we're going to um, just list some options. We're going to eventually come up with six matchups that you will get to vote in a Google poll that will go live for a week um, when the episode goes live. And so you get to vote on what you think, um, yeah, what you want us to talk about next week so or next uh, schedule. So we'll wrap up with a spinoff. First things first, let's get a chance um, to catch up with Joe and Chantal. Um we're going to play Wavelengths here. Uh, this is three rounds. Uh, one person is guessing. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar, then the um, we will list five films. One person will be guessing. The other two, we've already decided on a number. And so the um, we'll, we will list. So let's say, for example, Chantal is guessing. Joe and I have decided on a number that we would like Chantal to guess based off of one through ten. This film should be representative of... Um, what we rate that film out of one through 10. And then Chantal will get five genres, uh, action, animation, comedy, horror, and sci-fi to, um, to guess what she thinks that number is. Um, so we'll play that game. And then I have a question before we get into Akira that they don't get to know about yet. So let's kick things off with wavelengths. Um, who would like to go first? Oh, I can go All first. Right. All right. Cool. Uh, so Chantal and I have a number picked for you. So, Joe, uh, give me a genre that you would like to hear a rating for. Uh, let's go. Um, let's go action. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, Wonder Woman. I have Bad Boys Two. Okay, all right. Uh, let's move on to horror. I got Malignant. I have. Um, this is kind of. No, um, oh, let's go with this instead. Uh, the Dead Don't Die. Mm-hmm. It's horror comedy, but it still works. Yeah, uh, let's go animation. I have Frozen. Respect. I respect that. Um, <laughs> you know what? I thought about just doubling down, but let's go uh, instead with Brother Bear Two. Okay. Like these scores are pretty low. 
Uh, <laughs> let's go. Two is fine. Two sci-fi. Uh, I put down uh, District Nine. I put down the Predator. The the Predator, not like Predator, but like the the Predator, the, the reboot one. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> uh, am I missing any genres? I think um, animation, comedy, or comedy, comedy. Uh, I got uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh man, I vehemently disagree with that. Uh, I love her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a guess at a number here. I'm gonna say like, I'm say five. You are a little bit higher on all these movies than we are, apparently. Yeah. We, we went with three. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, some of these movies, I'm like... I know, I know. For I know. me, I'm like, I'm like... She did a great job at being deceptive, because, like... Yeah. I agree. I agree with that Frozen yeah. take, but... If you would have look, you. if you would have said the Hitman's bodyguard's wife, then I would have okay. been like, sure. But Hitman's bodyguard is actually kind of good. Yeah, the first one's actually pretty decent. I haven't seen the second one. The second one's the terrible. Second, yeah, don't. Yeah, we don't have to see it. No, and no a, just watch the first one again. And I'm a big uh, District Nine fan. I think that we and talked about that. I, I hated. I hated that. I I was like, I wanted more for that movie for me. And I know everybody that I've that seen it, they were like, they loved it, but. I just, I don't know. I think I might have to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> was that, Joe, were you on the episode that we talked about District 9? Like, was that last month? Were you on it? No, it was literally like a month ago. We talked about it on the podcast. I think it's like the only Neil Blunt Blumkamp thing I actually like. Everything else is kind of mediocre. I am. Um, no, we did um, We did uh, Dawn of the Dead. But yeah. uh, literally a week before you were on last time, we talked about District 9 and Contact with... Um, Jeff and Jonathan. So interesting that, <laughs> that one came up. I was kind of like, I liked it a lot more than you did, Chantal, but I re- I liked it a lot more on this time. So this rewatch. Yeah, I think I do. I think I may have to go back and rewatch it because that first watch, I was just like, I couldn't do it. I, you, I just didn't get into it. You may feel it's exactly overrated, the same way too. Yeah. But, may, yeah. May, like, yeah. 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 I think at this point, I do feel like it is a, a little bit overrated. I know it's like really cliche to say. But I really yeah. do think District Nine is, yeah. is kind of like kind of falls in that camp. Like when it first came out, it was like whoa, mm-hmm. and like now it's right. yeah, it's mm-hmm. just kind of whatever. Uh, okay then. So, um, Chantal, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I can take a stab at it. All right. So Joe and I picked a number for you. What com- right. what genre would you like first? All right, let's go with comedy first. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw a nostalgia trip down here for people. I'm gonna pick uh, Max Keeble's Big Move. Nice. People <laughs> know that movie or don't. It's like a 2001 kids comedy thing. <laughs> that it's like I've heard of that one, but I've never seen that one. Like feels like it should have been like a Nickelodeon original movie, but I don't think it was. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Let's see, it's kind of tough for me because mm-hmm. the comedy's either good or just kind of not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is like no in between. Yeah, this is like a hard. <laughs> Don't screw it. Uh, I'm gonna say cocaine bear. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Sure. All right. The next one. Let's go with sci-fi. I'll pick Superman two: The Donner Cut. Another one I haven't seen. Um, I need to get into my movies. <laughs> um, I'll say. I'll say High Life. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with action. I'll take, I'll take Cop Shop. Okay. Have you seen Cop Shop? <laughs> yeah. That okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go Under Siege. I'll do Under Siege. Sure. Yeah. Oh wow! Holy. That sounds about right. Those two movies are like about the same quality of enjoyment. 
Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> so we did sci-fi comedy action. Let's see, animation. A Planet Hulk. It's a good pick. Hulk. What, seven. I think it's sevens. I'm trying to get some <laughs> slowing down the game, guys. Uh, we're fantastic, Mr. Fox. All right, I like that choice. And what's which one have I did yet? Horror. Horror. There it is. And horror. I'm gonna take Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> have you seen that one? <laughs> yes. Good. I don't think I've seen the whole film before. Yeah, I actually saw that one. <laughs> yeah, it was like Christopher Landon's, like I think, right before he did Happy Death Day. Yeah. So it's like kind of similar like... vibes, you know? Yeah. I think I go the first Terrifier. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chantal. Let's hear your guess. All right. Even though I know there's like a couple of movies in there I haven't seen yet, but by like going by off your guys' choices, um, I think I might go a little bit higher than what Joe chose. I'm going to go with six. It's pretty close. Um, Ooh. We picked seven. <laughs> Oh, I was like six or seven. I was literally six or seven. I was so uh-huh. close. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would have listened to Joe's mumbles I, as he was picking, yeah, you would have heard it. Seven yeah, a yeah, couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, like, I kept hearing seven, and I'm like, is that his answer? <laughs> yeah, I kept mumbling. I was like, if I say anything, then I confirm. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, though. That was good. All right, so that just <laughs> that leaves. Really uh, that just leaves me to pick. So you guys have chosen a number for me. Um, yeah, let's go in reverse order, at least for the start. Let's do horror. Well, have we, I don't think we've chosen a number for you. Oh, if, yeah. If you just want yeah. to, hit, if you want to just hit me with a number really quick, just like name me a number. Yeah, I can do that really quick. Yeah, no problem. Totally do. So with uh, hey, I just sent it to you. Oh yeah, that works. Cool. All right. Locked in. Cool beans. All right. Let's get a horror pick in then. Alright. Joe, would you like to go? Yeah. No, you can go ahead. Okay. Um Descent. The Descent. There we go. Mm, now Chantal's picking movies that I haven't seen. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say ready or not. Solid. Good choice. Okay. Um sci fi. I guess I can go. Uh Edge of Tomorrow. Oof. Straight ten out of ten for me. <laughs> uh the second apes movie. Actually, no, ten out of ten. Sweet. Oh. Maybe no. Maybe the third apes movie. Let's go third apes movie. That one's actually my favorite. So, uh, <laughs> but I assume you mean like the Caesar trilogy, right? Like the new ones. Yeah, the, the, C- the Caesar trilogy. Okay, yeah. The War of the Planet of the Apes. The yeah, yeah. Great Escape re- remake. Uh, <laughs> not the what was the third original? Like Beneath the Planet of the Apes or something? Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay, uh, let's do a comedy. Uh Mine would be the blackening. I need, I really want to check that one out. I go um I go twenty one jump street. Okay, let's do an animated movie. Um, mine's is going to be across the spider verse. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I go up. Another good choice. <sighs> that just leaves action. Uh, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go the Ray Two. Okay, Ready Player One's a love it or hate it movie. I love it. Same. Across the Spider-Verse feels like a gimme for a 10 out of 10, but as, as discussed <laughs> on this podcast frequently, Up is kind of like a really excellent eight minutes and a really okay rest of the movie. Regardless, I think I think you guys quickly came up with a 10 out of 10. Close. That's my official guess. Close. Yeah, it was nine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. That's like it's still it's still respectable. Yeah, for War for the Planet Apes, I, yeah. would, just, I, I would edge it over and just give it a ten. I just like saw a list. Yeah. And I was like, that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I get that. <laughs> that movie is like, I saw it in the theaters. So I'm like, man, that's great. Same. It's it was the so weakest good. of the three, and since I've like, no, it's the best of the three. It's so good. It's perfect. It was. Um, it was really good. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's got super good pacing. Yeah, I think I like the second one better, but I think the third one's a better movie. Like, I second one's got some cool moments and like yeah, Gary Oldman. Like I don't know. That's I just yeah. I think there's so much narratively. Like I think the second one is probably a better movie, but I like the third one more. I just think the the like. The interactions with the like child and the in and the like seeing how this virus affects um, humans and then also like right. Woody Harrelson's demise is just poetic to me and like yeah <laughs> I I love the introduction of Bad Ape like it's one of those like yeah you ever just you ever Ape. just go back and rewatch the first Shrek and you go like this movie kind of sucks because Puss in Boots isn't it you know like Bad Ape kind of <laughs> right. does that for me for the rest of them right like when there's a character that's yeah, not introduced is. until later and they're like how have they not been yeah like it's kind of like that for me but yeah um, he was a solid character in that yeah and like i just love the like he, he's just it, it's comedy but he's also like got some of the most heart it's just and steve's on so good anyway. yeah he is and it's like that third one is kind of dark in some sense but it he his character gave it the light to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have one question before we move on to getting to talking about our movie, uh, and that is, um, I kind of picked this because it, it'll be related to our be- uh, our movie, but uh, are you team subs or team dubs? I'm definitely team uh, subs all the way. <laughs> uh, I could go either way. It depends what it is. Like, most of the time it's subs, but if I'm watching, like, Bebop, if I'm watching, like, Champloo, I watch dub. This makes more sense to me. Sure. But yeah, I'm I, I kind of go either way, just depending on how I'm feeling. But I think I'm team dubs and like not always right. There's certainly bad dubs out there, but exactly. I, I, <laughs> honestly, my pre- my preference is whenever I pop in the disc, whatever the default is. Like I popped in Akira earlier this morning and it was just defaulted to English dubbed. And I'm like, OK, whatever. We're rolling with it. I still turned mm-hmm. on <laughs> subs, but right. um, but I was like, I just I watched it with a friend and I was like, do you care? And he's like, nope. It's like, all right, so whatever the disc is, that's what we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm typically team just whatever is already default on it. Um, <laughs> but I will do dubs if I'm like, I, I. the reason for me is actually more so to do with an anime. Like the lips already don't align with the English, with the, with the original words or the English words. So what does it really matter right. all that much? <laughs> Plus... Like, I, I think so much of anime is with the art style. And I mean, I, I mean, so, so much with every film is about seeing it um, in its full scope. But I don't want to be 90% of my time looking at the little text box on the bottom of the screen. You know, anime is such bright and vivid colors. I kind of want to experience it all, not worry about reading as well. So that's my other logic. But I get it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of my answer. Mostly whatever, whatever the disc says I'm watching. <laughs> but if it makes me pick, then I... I'm probably team dubs. Yeah, for me, it just I'm... depends on the voice talent. Like, right? Yeah, I mean, they are, yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, Studio Ghibli typically gets really great voice talent. You know, I yeah, really like. I really liked the dubs for um, uh, Akira. I thought that like it didn't feel out of place at all. Um, yeah, both the older recording, um, which is funny. The guy who plays Kanida in the uh, the original recording 
uh, dub, uh, voice Leonardo in the uh, Ninja Turtles cartoon. So, oh, cool! Oh my funny. god, I, love I, that. I recognize his voice. I was like, "What is that?" Because like, I had the VHS when I was like t- like twelve years old, and I was like, "What is that?" But um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, it's both both, uh, both recordings are really good. Johnny on Bosch does a good job as uh, Connie Dunn in the uh, the new recording. He's really good. I'm sh- I don't I couldn't tell you it. which one I watched. I'm sure it was yeah. the new one, just because it was the 4K disc. So I'm sure. Yeah, it's probably the it new was recording. The, like, uh, I, yeah. I'll call it the, the the Pioneer cut because like that's where it originally got restored was through Pioneer. I mean, that's how old yeah. that first cut is. It's like 2000 something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's luckily enough. Akira, Pioneer. Akira for me was on a Hulu, and they they had two choices of dubbed their cool. subs and i just went with the subs i just went with the subs because i just wanted to like experience i think next i'll probably watch the dubs just to see if which one i would like better sure yeah i i don't know that it matters as much as people think it is like people like to like especially anime fans like to be like if you watch dubs then you know i'll you know poop in a sock and hit you with it while you sleep and it's like <laughs> gross you know Right, and it's like, God, it's 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 a cartoon. You're getting mad at a cartoon. Right. Um, I don't know why that's the analogy I thought of. I wanted it to be violent, but not like aggressive, not like aggressively violent. <laughs> it's good, good middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it works. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I, th- I think I think for a care, what really makes it work subtitle wise, is like kind of like the the context and like the subject matter. I think it really helps to have it subtitled just for that. Um, I think the same goes for Samurai Champloo. Like when I'm, when I'm, you know, I'm delving into hip hop. Like I want, you know, I want that proper lingo. I want like, I don't want anything mis, like, mislabeled or mistranslated. So in English, it right. just makes more sense than having to retranslate in Japanese, which they have a <laughs> totally different, like understanding, like rhyme right. scheme and everything. So it's like, there's just depending on that. Like that's how I usually mm-hmm. pick. Um, well, uh, we're we don't really have to wait too much longer to get into the rest of our thoughts about Akira, but uh, I'm, I know it's I know they call it Akira in the movie. Sorry, it's Akira. Um, I know it's yes, not, but yes it's it what is. else? It's, it's I know it's not, but just whatever we call it, just go with it. Um, Akira, yes. Akira, whatever. Um, we're Americans, and um, like I've I've called it Akira two hundred times, and. Only now I just realized Same. I've been wrong uh, 200 times. Um, so just forgive me um, for calling it the white way. But um, <laughs> before we no get worries. into the movie, real real quick plugs. Uh, you, people have gotten to hear some movie opinions from you. If they want to hear more, where, where can they reach you? Chantal, let's start with you. Of course, you can always find me on X. Ugh, I hate saying that, but uh, you can find me on X at underscore Akira XO. Nice and uh, Joe. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the uh, the Star Spiggle Avenger uh, the underscore under each word. Um, yeah, I just talk about a variety of things, post a lot of stories. Uh, most of my stuff lately has been very fitness oriented, but um, yeah, I talk about a variety of things. Um, I collect action figures um, and have a variety of interests. So yeah, fun. Um, and um, quick reminder: patreoncom WR In case you're interested in. Either supporting the show or just getting early access. Uh, every episode goes live to the public um, a little early, at least one day in advance, um, as long as it is recorded at least one day in advance. Sometimes we have Tuesday night recordings, but uh, try to avoid those. That way I can get the episode up there early. Um, you should be able to subscribe using an RSS feed and put that into Spotify or wherever you listen to from Patreon uh, at no cost or there are tiers. In case you decide that you... 
um, are interested in that. But let's move on uh, to getting to finally talk about um, Akira. Um, see, it just feels wrong because even I'm saying it, like, because I don't, <laughs> don't have a Japanese accent, you know, and I'm certainly not going to try it. Um, um, <laughs> uh, Real quick, before we dive into our official rating, um, your brief history with this movie, I'll kick us off. This is my first time seeing it. Um, I know that this is like considered one of the greatest of all times, and uh, so I was always mildly interested, and I knew that they were adapting this. Apparently, Taika Waititi was working is working on an adaptation, but also I think the most recent update I saw was that he's just too busy to do it, um, and... Yeah, eventually, I just, I don't know, I watched a bunch of anime stuff and didn't really like it all that much. Uh, like, it's just not really my style of film. So, um, I just kind of kept putting this one off. But I think Black Friday last year, I got the 4K for like eight bucks. I was like, it's finally time for me to check it out. And uh, here we are. So, this is my first time seeing it. And there's my brief history with that. Um, Chantal, what's your history with this movie? Um, just like you, Aaron, it's my first time ever watching this movie as well. Um, I always just remember, I don't know why it was weird how I always remember this film when I was younger. Like I never like watched it, but I always like saw like commercials for it. And like, they were like always say Akira. And, but of course it's the way I say it's Akira. So I'm like, Oh, it's my middle name, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, like they made a movie about, you know, like my name just like had that kind of like thing with it. But then it was like, um, everybody was like into anime and I was just like, I can never get into that. But it's like, I was like, all right, let's give it a chance. And um, I started getting into a little bit into it, like dabbing, like dabbling into it. And then finally I just recently had a chance to just sit down and uh, watch this film. And uh, I actually pretty much enjoyed it. And when I know when I don't have like my computer in front of me or my phone is not in front of me, I, this film had my attention. So I knew that it was one of those films that I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Nice. Uh, Joe, what's your history with the movie? Yeah. Um, as many people know, uh, I'm a huge anime fan. I've been an anime fan since, uh, since I could remember, but um, yeah, I think I remember picking this up at like blockbuster or like, not even blockbuster, it might've been Senkos video. We go way back. Uh, got it on VHS dubbed. Uh, I think I was like 11 years old. Probably way too young to be watching this, um, for sure. Probably didn't grasp everything that was going on. Probably grasped a good deal, but like, uh, there's a lot of underlying politics in this. And like, even today, like some of the stuff, I'm like, oh, I didn't really notice that, like this thing here and there, like this little thing about this this scheme or like this little thing that like side plot thing that happens. So like, there's a lot of that you can still kind of ca- capture in this film. Uh, but I think overall, like this is like one of my favorite anime films of all time. Um, I think it's beautiful. Uh, I think the story it tells is really awesome, especially since they covered so many volumes of a manga and threw it into a movie, and it made sense, which is kind of weird. They're able to do that, which people can't even like adapt things nowadays. So, yeah, I have a great deal of respect for this movie. I think it still stands up today. It looks amazing. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, so Joe is on the love it, and the like it, love it, hate it, just like think it's just okay scale. Chantal, where did you fall? Um, I actually fell into I love it. Nice. Uh, I want to join you guys there. Uh, I really liked this, or I loved this movie. Uh, maybe the lower <laughs> side of loved it. Um, I, I think it might be my third favorite anime that I've seen. But like for me, like 
anime is not really middle ground to me. It's either I liked it or I didn't. Uh, the only middle ground I thought was My Neighbor Totoro, um, which okay. I was like, it's fine. Um, it doesn't really have any substance, and that's probably just me watching this film as or watching that film as an American because like a lot of Studio Ghibli's have subtext behind them that is just a culture that I don't know. Um, but yeah, I watched something and either I really enjoy it or I don't in terms of anime stuff and I probably take Grave of the I definitely take Grave of the Fireflies over this and as mentioned I watched Perfect Blue for the first time earlier this year I think I liked that one more than this as well but I really loved this movie so Man, uh, that, those are all a good company though you know what I mean like those are all like <laughs> well, well even like so, we watched Ghost of the Shell earlier this year and I was like it's okay it's it's way overrated it's it's good it's it was I think a three and a half for me and it's probably not going to get much higher than that and like this was a really solid watch for me i really enjoyed it um i do think that it's not a perfect film i do think that it um it does get a little bit too convoluted near the end and it does get a little bit wild and ridiculous for what was a really grounded movie and ultimately i think they venture in a little bit it, it just gets to the point where i get lost and i'm like i don't even know what's happening anymore um and so I, so i do think that it, it it does have some issues especially in like the last act but i also think it's my first time watching this movie joe and you mentioned you'd probably seen yeah. this movie too young so you didn't really understand what was happening but like i'm i'm 28 and i just watched this movie and i <laughs> i think i mostly know what happened but i i certainly think that you know, three this is a movie that is meant to be watched ten times before you can really fully understand. Oh yeah. There's on, people so. that write full on essays on this, like papers, like like right. this you right. know dissertations on this, like video essays, like yeah, it's pretty deep. Like you're not gonna capture it all in like one view. Like even if you're like right. even if you have your eyes open the entire time, you're like, Oh, there's still <laughs> probably some things like, Oh shit, there's like some things on the side I missed. Like some dude was getting beat up or like <laughs> yeah exactly i have to agree too with you as well aaron i was just like with that first run through i was just like i'm definitely gonna have to exactly i'm gonna like i'm literally gonna have to sit down and rewatch it again but i mean i still i still enjoyed it but i'm i'm like i'm definitely i'm like that kind of person who's like trying to like catch everything in the background too and like trying to make sure i'm catching everything that's being said but it's yeah it's one of those films that you will have to like keep rewatching again and again and then it's like okay then certain things will start to click that's how it works for me for movies that don't make sense i have to keep rewatching them well but to the movie's testament i still really loved this time watching it and i would i would be much more excited to watch this tomorrow than i would be to watch ghost in the shell again which i saw six months ago for the second time um like i i'm i would be much more interested in watching akira again tomorrow than i would uh, like i thought castle in the sky was fine is good i liked it but it wasn't anything i was like oh, i really want to go see that i really want to see that again you know Right. Um, versus like Grave of the Fireflies, which is just like, oh man, that's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, I certainly would rather watch um, Akira tomorrow than watch My Neighbor Totoro again tomorrow, which again is a movie I saw like in February for the first time. So, um, like, I think that's a testament to the film that we're we're kind of agreeing this is a movie that needs to be seen ten times. But like, I think movies like that get kind of lost on the first viewing. Um, but no, it's, it's, I think it's perfectly enjoyable on its first. And then by the time you get to that 10th, you can only fall more in love with it. Like, uh, maybe Ted, it's this way, or maybe, um, um, like, I don't know. Inception feels that way. I mean, I feel like I grasped all of Inception the first time, but like, 
I could see how people are like, that was really confusing. I don't entirely know what's going on, but I want to watch it again. You know, like, um, it, it's still like a film that's like more enjoyable upon rewatches. I feel like Interstellar. Yeah, I, me, I really was. Like, I wasn't lost in Interstellar, but I feel like my experience was better because I was like fully mm. locked in. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, no, I, right. I totally agree with that. Cause when I left Interstellar in the theaters, like, yeah, that's a solid, like, eight or nine out of ten it's a little too long and i don't know how i feel about the ending and now here i am it's like it's it's really good top 10 movie of all time yeah. you know um right. Right. i think it's actually like maybe like mid-teens for me but either way like it's remarkable uh so um i'm not quite sure i'd get there here like i said i do think actually mm-hmm. my favorite anime experience this year was perfect blue um i mean it's, but uh, i hate to say it but it, it literally is like a perfect film like it literally like it's it's on the cusp of being like perfection. Yeah, and, and I would say the same for Akira. I, I like I said, I think the ending gets a little outlandish, a little weird. Um, but I love the third um, act, but it, it goes it goes wild. <laughs> yeah, and it goes it goes wild, yeah, and does. like there's there's a lot that the movie does throughout the film, but especially in that final where like it kind of warps with what is reality and what is not in the moment, and what's like real consequences and what's not. Like there's there's a decent amount of things that you're just like oh like they don't really explain how we got from here to here but we're just here now and that's fine like um (laughs) and again maybe it's just me on that first watch um my uh my glasses also just decided as i was watching the movie to uh like the screw to pop out so like during that (laughs) final act so my lens fell out so then i was like fixing my glasses while the movie was on and i was like trying to pay attention to both um i can see fine without my glasses my glasses just have my eyes focus so but like I didn't pause it, but <laughs> so maybe I missed some stuff because of that. I don't know. But um right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just by that point the movie just had already gotten a little bit like, I'm not gonna follow entirely what's happening anyway. Luckily I watched it with a friend, so I was like, Okay, so here's what we know so far, right? He's like I'm like, Okay, and what about this? He's like, if they explained it, I didn't hear it. Like <laughs> um, But yeah, so, I was I mean, the same way. I was the same way about the ending too. I think um by that time I was just like, Okay, there's like so much going on and i think i was at that point where i was kind of like wanting it to hurry up i think but mm-hmm. i'm like i was still enjoying it but i was just like like you were saying aaron it's like okay like how do we get from this point like uh it's like i think it was Can- was it canada when he got swerved into i think Desoto, and it was like okay like how did we end up like in his childhood but then we ended up in like canada's child it was just like that part right there i was like I'm just going to go with it and uh, and just enjoy it. But yeah, it was like right yeah. there. I was just like, it was just. Well, was and there a was lot. a moment. There was a moment where I looked at my friend and I said, okay, why is the general in prison clothes now? And he's like, that's not the general. I'm like, no, that's the general. He's the only one with a mustache. And it's like, oh, okay. And we just like moved on. We didn't like, all right, whatever. We missed it. And it's like, I feel like this is one of those movies that if. Especially in the latter half, really after you get 20 minutes of the movie, if you look away, you're going to miss something. Um, exactly. To the movie's credit, but... Um, I think yeah, he's ever in prison a, clothes. I think he's talking about some... I think, I think you guys are talking about some other character that happens to have a mustache. I think that's a problem um, with, with... I love the art style, but I think the, the, the problem with uh, Otomo's art style is like a lot of these characters look very similar. Besides, like right. having like a different haircut, or they have like maybe like a or like they always wear line. this jacket, or yeah, yeah, like, right. they, like it's definitely better than some other anime that like the, the art style is really yeah. hard to differ- differentiate characters. Mm-hmm. But it definitely still has that effect, though. Like you're like, who is that right. guy? And there's a lot of characters right. too. There's there's a right. ton of characters in this, and like um, compared like the manga, they have like what sixteen volumes, something like that, something crazy. But like 
to explain all these characters. Whereas like we're kind of getting thrown into it and we're kind of getting like a synopsis of what each one of these characters is. Like you're getting right. like a very small snapshot, even of the main characters compared to the manga. So I mean, kudos to them for being able to do that. But like, like you said, you're going to, you're still going to come in with questions. You're going to be like, okay, like what is going on with this? Like in the third act, there's, there's the whole like reveal that the terrorists have been funded by one of the government officials. And like, that's like a big reveal, but like, you don't really get to feel that as much in the movie. Whereas you feel that right. more in the manga. Cause like you have more time to let that breathe. But those are some of the complaints. Yeah. I have it, that part felt kind yeah. of rushed. It, it almost felt more like, Hey, sure. This is just us kind of filling in a plot hole, but it doesn't really matter. You know, that's right. kind of what it felt like the movie. It's like, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't, I don't know that I needed to know that, but it's like, how do they get all this access? Sure. How do they get these uniforms? <laughs> how do they get this stuff? And it's like, Oh, that's how they did all this. Cause like it's something on the inside, but yeah and no, it, you may not even re- like some people may not even realize any of that stuff until like three or four watches in or like <laughs> like a lot all the politics stuff that like goes on because there's so yeah. much other stuff going on like yeah i um i don't have i think I, I don't think i have too much to say about this movie other than like the the things that really struck me about it so um as we've been talking about the art style here is like my favorite i think this is visually the most invested i've been in any anime um you know i've i like like i've mentioned um i'm a big fan of grave of the fireflies and perfect blue um but this art style takes the cake i'm like thrilled that i had the 4k of this um absolutely thrilled like i was 20 minutes and i'm like even if the rest of this movie tanks like i'm gonna keep this one um and i I, i'm sure joe has more to say on it but i i saw something that was like they used 160 different colors and they had to like create 40 different colors for the movie um wow Yes, yeah. I think I saw that in IMDb trivia pretty quick. Yeah, there, there's like um, a lot of like cool technical stuff. Um, just all like the cool rotoscoping they did, like for the like natural smoothness of like the animation, like the way people move is like really great. Like I said, I really like the art style um, as well. Well, it was something like how they managed to like it's like they still like humanoid. They the don't look of, like, like frames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like to specifically make it look smoother. Yeah. Movie consists of 2,212 shots and 160,000 single pictures, which is two to three times more than usual. I assume that means at the time um, using 327 different colors, another nice. record in animated film, 50 of which were exclusively <laughs> created crazy. for the film. Yeah. So they're just like, we want to make this pretty. Let's make colors. <laughs> and very like, I mean, limited, it's amazing. Very limited digital stuff too. Like very limited. I think some of the background stuff is like digital, um, like very early digital effects, but like most of it's, you know, traditional animation. So, I mean, that's wild. Like those numbers are like really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. I, cause I get my, my only last point and I, this can be the last point that's made is when we get there. It's just um, about like the influence that this has had on, it's one of those where you watch it and you're like, oh, this movie stole that from this movie. You know, like, anyway. Right. I mean, how many times have we seen the, you know, the Canada like bike slide and things like. Exactly. If you oh, watch. Tons. Yeah. If you watch like, it. We like, literally just story. seen it. <laughs> so like the Akira so, right. slide, as they call it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the bike slide stuff, but there's also. All right. So. So just going through the movie, I was like, OK. All the Esper stuff, um, like everything Esper wise, like, I mean, Stranger, for, stranger first Things. First of all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things was absolutely one that I was like, okay, this looks like the Upside Down. Um, it looked. I, I right. feel like they just took that here, you know. But there's also like, um, I, I just want to fact check something here because um, this is probably not right. Uh, yeah, that's, that would. I, I think this movie does a great job at both being influenced and influencing um, because like 
this movie felt a lot like Warriors to me. Now, Warriors came out 10 years before oh. <laughs> this. I don't know when the manga came out. Um, Joe, do you know off the top of your head? When did the manga for Akira come out? Uh, around the same time. Um, I think it. I think by the time the movie had like wrapped up, they hadn't even finished the, the final chapter. So I think it was around the same timeline. So like maybe two or three years, you know, give or take. How long did it take him to write the story? But I mean, I can look it up right now. Well, well like so, like the movie definitely felt like it had like a warriors like aesthetic, like that kind of like punk streets, you know. Obviously, especially like heavily, in the beginning. It's, right, especially in the beginning. Obviously, there's a heavy Blade Runner influence visually. Um, this movie just looks like Blade Runner animated, you know. Um, there's there's another. Um, th- there's certainly a lot. 1982 for the manga. Uh, yeah. So either way, it's still after Warriors. That's what the same year that Blade Runner came out, or was Blade Runner? I think Blade Runner is 82 or something. There's no way it's 87. Blade Runner was 82. Oh, you're right. Um, I was like, that's way too late. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so Blade Runner um, was obvious to me, and uh, which I, which Blade Runner is also based off of a short story by Philip K. Dick. Um, another Philip K. Dick, um, like clearly Minority Report, like felt like this was influenced by that, and like with the um, I can see that, yeah. The what do they what do they call the like in Minority Report? What's the name of the precog? The people, the precog, yes, the precog. Yeah. Right? Like it's clearly like the three in a in Akira feel like the precog. So yes. I'm saying, you know, maybe that one is was influenced by the story Akira, but then. Akira also influenced Steven Spielberg's Minority Report movie. Um, obviously, there was um, there was a, there was also um, I felt a lot of Looper influence, both with the bike stuff and just with the whole like in general premise of like how would the how would people react if people started having these TK responses, the telekinesis stuff, and Looper right. deals in that yeah. um, in a large amount. So I was like, Luber feels a lot inspired by uh, Akira and, um, um, Chronicle was the other one I was thinking like that last fight. Yep. Like Chronicle just feel like this movie just feels like Josh Trank just ripped it out and said, here's Chronicle. (laughs) Um, and then the the very last one was, um, and I haven't seen a lot of this, but like you tell me convincingly that the second to last fight scene wasn't all the visual inspiration for Dragon Ball Z. I mean, dude comes out and looks like Goku. Like, just, <laughs> you you can't convince me that this movie wasn't the direct visual inspiration for Dragon Ball. Like, look, I literally thought that's because when I saw that too, I was like, he, even though I didn't get into Dragon Ball Z, I've seen the character like so many times. Is He literally looks like him. He so walks out, just... and the way that the fire is coming off of his plain shirt, like it looks bright orange. I looked over at my friend, and I'm like, "It's over nine thousand And we were just like, <laughs> it, just uh, the amount that this movie feels influenced mm-hmm. by and has influenced. Like, I know we talk a lot, uh, especially right. in the like goat segment, about how like, hey, this movie wasn't particularly for me, but you can kind of see how like, and Joe and I, we even talked about this in Westworld a lot, right? Like right. how. The movie didn't really work as well, but like you could see a lot of the influence it had on things like Jurassic Park and the HBO show and whatnot. But it's like this one like feels like the most influential movie that we've talked about for this podcast in a long, long, long time. So um, just props to the movie for that. Uh, And it also made it really enjoyable because you're able to kind of see like, oh, yeah, cool. Clearly, the is it the Levy brothers for Stranger Things? 
Yeah. Yeah. Or Duffer Brothers? No, the, the Duffer, Duffer Brothers. The Duffer Brothers. Yeah, there you go. Duffer yeah, Brothers, the Duffer yeah. Brothers. Clearly, I'm like, the Duffer Brothers saw Akira when they were thinking about the Upside Down. So, because um, like that sewer, like the sewer mm-hmm. scene is just right out of there, you know? I think they pulled right. a couple things. So, like, even like the numbers and like the facility that the that the Espers are in yeah. is very yeah. similar. Yeah. They're numbered. Yeah, very. I think Akira in the film is numbered one. 26? Right? No, he's, is he 26? He might be 26. But yeah, they all have numbers. Um, it's very similar. But um, yeah, I mean, like, what what else is there to say about this film? Like you said, it's just like it's a, it has like a mountain of influence that it's like cascaded mm-hmm. across like all of media, like not even just anime. Like like I said, I've, you've seen references here, like in like live action and anime all over the place. Um, yeah, I think Otomo is a, a genius. His other work is like really amazing too, which is funny. But this is just his magnum opus. Like he'll always be remembered for Akira. Even though like Metropolis is pretty awesome and Steam Boy is really great, no, I'll always be remembered for Akira. So, uh. um, I I I came up with one other thing that I was. I think the reason why I liked this movie is it definitely is an anime, but it doesn't feel like anime. Um, it's it's different. And I mean that, and like it's I mean that in the way. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean I, that in the I way that like like I can't I can't handle anime when it's like full. 100%. I don't think I would actually enjoy Dragon Ball Z if I sat down and watched it. Um just it, 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 to me when I think of anime everything is in excess and it's all like right. it's all loud and it's crazy and let's throw as many colors on one screen as we can at a time and you know the most dramatic mouth movements that never ever align with and part of it was um I, so apparently normally the animation is done and then people dub over that. But for this movie, all the voices voice was recorded before they even started animating the film. Um, and I felt that because like, then, I mean, even though I watched the dub version, like it was a lot closer than most animated movies. I see it, it works in both um, with, the, with the mouth flaps. It works pretty well, but okay. like the, it just, it's one of those things where cognitively. So I can't, I am desperate to play the original resident evil game, but I cannot play it because my brain cannot handle fixed camera video games. Um, because I'll start moving and the joystick will be pulled in one direction and then the camera will change and it'll be like joystick pulled in the same direction, but all of a sudden you're going back through the door you just came out of. And it's like, right. my brain hates that. And I can't, so I can't, I'm desperate to play silent Hill too. Thank God they're remaking that one. But, um, anyway, like, um, I'm desperate to play some of these classics. And so for the same way, like, and like anime just cognitive cognitively pisses me off sometimes. And perfect blue is only an anime because they couldn't get funding for the, yeah. for it to be a film yeah. Um, yeah so that's why it feels relative and great and great with the fireflies is the most straightforward that studio ghibli will ever get so i guess like i like more that way but like this none of this movie felt excess except for the final boss scene which my friend told me about he's at the beginning he's like do you know anything about this movie like nope i think it's about racers and boy was i wrong <laughs> just because all the art is just you know do it in his motorcycle um <laughs> right. uh, so it's like i think it's about racers i think it's gonna be like akira battle angel uh, it's Alita Battle Angel, but you know, like the motorball sequence stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was wrong. He's like, okay, I know how it begins, I know how it ends. I don't know how we get there, but I might not watch the ending. And I was like, really scared that it was gonna be like. I was like, can you at least? He's like, I don't think I'm gonna tell you. I'm like, what do you mean? Is it like? He's like, it's just very violent. I mean, like, do you mean violent meaning like rape or? He's like, no, 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 nothing like that. It's just very. I'm like, okay, cool, because I can't. Like Perfect Blue was Gen- a lot, genocide. Much, you know, <laughs> I can't really watch that again. <laughs> like I, I will, like, but it's like you got to know going in that you're gonna be watching that. But um, yeah, no, I like and 
I just looked but, it but, up for Perfect Blue, and I was just like, okay, maybe another day. <laughs> if if you, it, it's it's intense. It's very but, intense. Um, yeah. You got to be in a mindset, but then it's also a psychological. Be in the mindset of like if if th- David Fincher directed a Perfect a, Blue adult film, you know. <laughs> well, he kind of did. He kind of stole some of the ideas from from. Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he stole like shots and like. But I told her and the the um <laughs> point being like it comes to this blob creature and I'm just like how you can't tell me that this is less tolerable than the vomiting scene in Spirited Away. He's like, I would rather watch that again. I'm like, not a chance. Um so but either way, like this feels like an this fe- like it has the feel of an anime, but it doesn't do a lot of the things that I really hate about anime. That's why I think this one was really enjoyable for me. So if if you are like me and not a big anime fan and you were like, I'll listen to what Aaron has to say and then maybe I'll watch it. First of all, bad philosophy on life. Um, <laughs> and like also like I know Heath just watched this for the Oscars article um, that he does on the website. And I just looked at his review and he said uh, he's like, I'm, I'll say this again. I'm not an anime fan. And he goes on to give the movie three out of five stars. So I guess I'm a like take that you have one person saying i'm not an anime fan and i loved this and you have another person saying i'm not an anime fan three out of five um for what it tries Mm -hmm. to do so um yeah i i really liked this i i yeah i know i loved it yeah i loved it right i don't i don't have anything more to say (laughs) i think we i think i said pretty much everything i had to say it was uh it was an enjoyable film i definitely loved it does it make you feel better about your middle name yes it does it it does it does it like it makes me feel like it's like why did it take me so long to watch this film and I'm kind of happy that I finally had a chance to watch it and I know I will watch it again for sure. Um, Joe, anything else you want to say about the movie before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I love the way um, the film initially opens to with like a with a cold opening with uh, you know then Tokyo at the time getting nuked what for the second time. Uh, so yeah, yeah. In this story, uh, spoiler, it happens three times. Uh, yeah, uh, the crux of the story, or like the main, main, like main point of the story, is like is definitely nuclear holocaust. Like it's definitely driven home uh, thematically what this is about. So uh, yeah, just to just to go back to what Aaron's saying, yeah, as far as like anime goes and like drama goes, this is like more in the darker side of like anime uh, stuff that you would typically see more in like the eighties and nineties. People were experimenting more. And doing more stuff like uh, became less commercialized than it is now. Um, yeah, um, yeah, terrific film. Uh, I love to revisit it at least you know once every few months. Uh, yeah, I think so highly of it. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Um, the <laughs> you mentioned the intro scene. My friend looks at me right after that. Like first shot is a is something similar to a bomb going off. Right. Um, right. <laughs> my friend looks similar. at me. <laughs> <laughs> My friend looks at me and he says, "What? Could you imagine what, where Japanese film would have gone if we wouldn't have nuked them twice?" And I said, "Well, I, I, I like I joked and I said, well, we wouldn't have gotten Godzilla, yo, or this.'" He's like, "Yeah, right. That's my point." And then I said, "Well, counterpoint. Can you imagine what German cinema would look like if Hitler wasn't around?" And then we had a giggle about that, or or if History, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Or what yeah. American cinema would look like if we didn't enslave people for anyways, just it was, right. I, I think I think it's so obviously I wish that we didn't drop nukes on on Japan. Right. But so, I think it so it's kind of like really, art of suffering, right? Which is which is which yeah. is really bad. But it's not like you know Well but there's there's not only that, but it's also like there's so much about their culture that we just don't 
we we haven't ever experienced you know um, right we we and it's it's just one of those where it's so interesting i i i've i've seen spirited away twice now and i don't like it i think before i watch it a third time because it's one of those like there's got to be something that i'm just missing and i think it is not really knowing anything about japanese culture and about how the movie is itself in response to the war because all studio ghibli movies essentially are um grave of the fireflies is just more wears it on its sleeve you know um like there's just i feel like i feel like every time i watch a ghibli film i just need to watch a youtube video of somebody explaining why it's great and then i'll be like (laughs) cool now i understand maybe i'll like it or watch it before and then especially because i've seen spirited away a couple times now i can be like Right. Why do people love this movie? Then I'll watch it, and then if I still don't love it, then okay, movie's just not right. for me. Um, just anyway, just insight to be like you. You brought up that, and I wanted to bring up that conversation that me and my friend had because it, it just really is. I mean, I, I, this is true for cinema around the world. Like you, you can really tell what society is going through based off of what content they're making. You know? <laughs> yeah, they give a right. point in time. Yeah, I, I, I think even though some, you, you know. Japan is just the most like wears it on their sleeves. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, let's move on to the B plot then. Um, <laughs> we picked Akira um, last. It was chosen by a, a Twitter poll um, when we came up with a couple of things to do. I can't remember what it beat out, but you know what? I'm happy it beat it out. So we're gonna try to come up with some other things uh, to discuss in the next six months. Hopefully that we like as much as Akira. Um, so. Let me know. Uh, we'll just kind of go round Robert style, meaning uh, if like just let's just start throwing out some suggestions. And then we'll eventually narrow down a list. We eventually have to come up with six pairings. Um, so let's uh, let's just start throwing out some things. I picked mine exclusively from my watch list, um, but these are not do not have to be limited to that. So I will kick us off by throwing the one that I actually think I would love to throw through. This might be a loose like nerd culture thing, but I think it counts enough. Um, this is the one that I would be most interested in sending through is the girl with the dragon tra- tattoo, specifically the trilogy, the Swedish trilogy, hmm. not the Fincher one, uh, the American remake. Okay. But I would love to see Stieg Larsson. I've owned those movies for so long and <sighs> have not yet gotten around to seeing them, and I'm dying for an excuse. What was that uh, for? What was that? Chantal left let out a like oof. What uh what was that oof? Oh the oof? Oh yeah. Um there was no hoof. I didn't think I made a hoof, but no, I I I'm the same way too. I'm like I only watched the first one. I still gotta finish those last two. You watched the, the Swedish one? Yeah. Nice. I think I've I watched... think that's when I fell in love with uh Nomi Ropace. That's when I fell in love with her. Yeah, I think I've seen um, the first one and I've seen um I've seen the Fincher one. I saw the Fincher one when it came out, and I'm Same. certainly would like to watch that one again. But I'm going to watch the original trilogy before I watch that one. I actually um, really like I like both of them, but uh, same. I like Morgan both guys. Too. Very very intense films. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're very intense. intense. Very intense. Very. So that's my first uh, nomination. We're going Rod Robert style. So somebody else throw out a film that they would like to consider talking about on the um, podcast. Now on your list of blue, blue are things you haven't seen, right? Blue is never seen, um, and red is like it's been long enough that it's as if I hadn't seen it. Um, um, go, go ahead, Chantal. A... Um, I did have one. Um, I think uh, it's a uh, death proof. Sure, I, I think that see, counts. Yeah, I, like I would that. love to see. I would love to see. 
you guys talk about that movie. I love Planet Terror, but you, I never saw Death. You just do both. Oh my god, Death. Proof. If we did, Amazing. if we did, it would probably be both, both because it's been yeah a while since I've seen Planet. Yeah, Terror. it's been a minute. Yeah, same. Um, let me throw out another one while you're looking, Joe. Um, yeah, same. I'd be. I think this would be the perfect. The weeks that you're on would be the perfect time. Have you ever seen Primer? No, but it sounds really familiar. So Primer was a high concept, low budget sci-fi film made in like 2006 by some like super amateur filmmakers about time travel. And apparently it's one of those that like is frequently cited as like best time travel movie of all time. And I saw it once in high school and it just confused the hell out of me. Um, so I've been kind of dying to go back um, and it confuses the hell out of lots of people, but it's essentially a very low budget, very high concept um, sci-fi film. It almost all takes place in like one confined area. Um, so, And it's only like an hour and 12 minutes. Um, That's awesome. I think. Um, but Primer would be like the other one that I like. Those two were the tippy top of the list that I was like, I would really like to see if we can get these in the whole. Um, I think it would be cool to do some John Carpenter stuff. So maybe like okay. Big Trouble in Little China or something else that's like not as well known or like not as like favorable, like no more of a cool sure. classic. So maybe like um, They Live. I think that'd be a cool like double feature. Big Trouble. Yeah, I've seen They Live like three times. I really like that one. It's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool movie. It's got like one of the coolest fight scenes ever. I've never seen two grown men just beat each other senselessly on camera, mo- uh, effectively like that. Like, <laughs> I, my, me and my wife were watching something the other day, and the infamous line, the bubblegum line, came up, and but it was only like a partial of the line, and she giggled, um, and I paused, and I'm like, "That's a full line from something else." Here's the line, and it, she was just like, "That's incredible." Um, yeah, he, um, it's great. Like all the little lines that he came up with, like they're all ad lib too. Like of course, because he, he, I mean, he was a pro wrestler, so like it's easy sure. for him to come up with things on the fly. But like, yeah, cool. Chantal, did you have anything else that you wanted to like throw in the rink? Um, I know that it, I know like the second movie is coming out pretty soon, so I thought about Good Burger. <laughs> yeah, Good Burger. <laughs> I watched it again recently. I was like, it's pretty silly. Yeah, it, yeah. It a, definitely was nostalgia that kicked in when I watched it as a kid. Yeah. There's a pretty decent chance that I'm going to wind up watching that because the sequel comes out this month. So there's a pretty decent chance that I will watch it before this next schedule comes out. I've never seen it. uh, So I would be down to watch. I like the suggestion, but I'm probably going to just not write it down only because I will have already seen it by the time we start doing this. But I like this. We have Candyman. You do Candyman and then the remake. That was my other choice too. Candyman, sure. Yes. The first Candyman is like a classic. That Definitely. is a still horrifying. <laughs> I think I only oh own the original. It really is. I've heard the re- I've heard the requel is pretty good, but the requel is good. The first yeah. one definitely because I'm from Illinois, so of course I have family that lived in Cabrini Green, so of course I didn't that know was that. like. Mm-hmm. So um, I had family. It's that already lived like a horror in story in itself, right? Like. <laughs> exactly so caprina green knew, that no longer exists yeah right so it's crazy to like um to see you know like because in the requel they do kind of like visit back to caprina green so it's like it's kind of like weird to see it because it's like oh memory lane i'm like i remember going down them narrow streets you know so 
but yeah, it's one of those horror stories, like those, one of those wars that you hear as a kid and it stays with you as an adult. It's like, yeah, we still mm-hmm. don't play that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't say it. It's like, don't say the name. Don't, don't do it. It's just, it's just such a good movie. Cause like, it has like yes. it has like all the heavy cultural refer- reference stuff too that like I think it really makes it exactly like okay it's really heavy stuff if you really think about it and mm-hmm. really paying attention you're not just like in there for like the horror stuff um yeah it's exactly it's a, it's a great movie well all right so we're, we'll for sure put Candyman through then um I have a couple of things that I picked that would also be in the horror category um so i'll throw three of them out there and you guys can pick one uh um, do like a late halloween horror thing you just you know i mean there's plenty up. enough you know i think i think these are enough in the like again kind of nerd culture guys zeitgeist um mm-hmm. so the silent hill movie i've heard the first one is actually pretty good so i have that one um yeah first one's pretty good second one not so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah i didn't buy the second <laughs> yeah. one um but you know but movie adaptation or video game adaptation um I would watch it. species um i think it qualifies enough it's enough of a like a cult classic uh and yeah. um actually i think i'm gonna nix this because i actually think that we had this in a previous poll but i was gonna say 28 weeks later but i think that we had that against 30 days of night and 30 days of night one out okay. which, I, which i think is crazy i think people just wanted us to suffer <laughs> that's, that's fine, but... so i'm so, so i'll put forward um I'll put forward Silent Hill and Species, and you pick you pick uh, Candyman versus one of those two. Will be one of our our first poll since they're kind of still horror ish. So right, uh, well they are, but um, <laughs> Candyman and then uh, Candyman would be option one in the poll, and then option two would be Species or Silent Hill. Which one would you rather put through? Which one would you rather have go up against Candyman in the poll? Oh, um, I would say Species. Cool. Yeah. I haven't seen a movie in like ages. I remember it used to be on cable <laughs> yeah. all the time. That, that, no, I think that works actually better better too because for all it's the wrong more reasons in the era. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not again. It's oh, more. God. It's more in the in the same era as the original Candyman too. So that that kind of that kind of yeah. works. So species versus uh, Candyman will be our first matchup. Um, can we throw in something to kind of go up against the Dragon Tattoo trilogy? Is that cool? Yeah. So far, we have listed. Uh, other than that, is um, Death Proof, Primer, and Big Trouble in Little China. I didn't write down They Live because I have seen that one a decent number of times, and I I haven't seen. I'd rather do Big Trouble in Little China. Um, so good. I I feel like we should do, like it should be Death Proof versus uh, Death, the Grindhouse versus the Carpenter. You know, so the I think yeah Death Proof yeah, yeah I like Kurt, that. Lucas Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell could be the primer for that. Like, True. Oh, this is a Kurt Russell yeah. double feature. Okay. I love, um, I love me some Kurt Russell. Yeah. So so can we find a, a partner to Dragon Tattoo Trilogy? Um, Probably want something like see. that's equally dark, I would think, right? Right. So I'm going to kind of go with it. I, I suggested that trilogy, so I'll let you guys pick the contender. Okay. Let's see. I don't know. What could go up against that? Again, my only it doesn't my only stipulation is it just we just haven't covered it on the podcast yet. So it can be it doesn't have to be a movie I haven't seen. Got you. Um, it is preferable, but <laughs> let's see. It's like oh my god, it's like so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't really nerd culture themed. I was like, you can do Children of God, but that's I mean that's also based off a book. Children of Men. Uh no, uh not Children of Men. Uh, City of God. City of God. God, you said Children of God. I'm like, it's Did one I say of the Children two. of God? Oh, I just made. 
Yeah, that's what I was like, what movie is that? <laughs> um, That'd be a wild movie. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's a yeah it doesn't quite fit the theme yeah a little intense i mean we could also just have one that is straight up counterculture to dragon tattoo like i have listed i think it might be fun to do the men in black trilogy like that's complete counter to like maybe people like no we don't want to hear you talk about dark stuff talk about men in black instead yeah because it's silly it's funny like we won't i I, I won't make you watch men in black international uh, because i'm not gonna watch that (laughs) That's the one I have um, not seen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Now just that just sits there. Oh. <laughs> I do like that choice though. I like it. I'm, I'm fine with it because like I haven't seen the second one in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen the third Same. one. I've not seen. I've seen the. You've original never seen the third one? A gazillion times though. I love. The oh, original. dude, the third one's super uh, good. Yeah, um, I like the third one. I didn't like the second one. I don't one. think I I've seen. I don't want the third one. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of them in 10 years. Um, yeah, it's been a minute for me, for sure, for and, sure. But I, I got them for, I got I got the trilogy on 4K not long ago, so I've been looking for an excuse to watch them. Okay. <laughs> um, Joe, can you think of any time travel movie? I'd love to put Primer in here. Oh, can you yeah, think of yeah, any yeah. sort of counter, any time travel movie that you'd be like, I've wanted to watch this, or I want you to watch this, or kind of anything along those lines? I'm going to look up some right now. So I want to find like a mm-hmm. good one. We did talk about Looper. Looper is a possibility. I, I haven't seen Looper in a while. I didn't love it as much. I liked it. But like it might be a good time to revisit then. Looper is a top 10 of all time for me. See, you never really didn't get into it either. I, like I, said, I really I'm... liked it, but there's things that, <laughs> that bothered me about it. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't remember what bothered me about it. It's got a really confusing time jump about 20 minutes in. <laughs> Like it, that's that's the like my one criticism with it. It's, it has a little bit of a moment where you're like, I'm lost, but then 20 minutes later, you're like, Oh, okay, <laughs> that just was a bad edit. Got it. I was like, We could do Johnny Darko, but we know how you feel about Johnny Darko. That might not be that's like maybe I just need to revisit it though. Right. It is Same. true. You I say might have to re- the <laughs> I saw it once in high school, like maybe I was just too young or I didn't know what I was getting into or. But yeah, I mean that's a possibility. I, I I don't ever not mind watching Danny Darko just for the dialogue alone. <laughs> kind of cracks me up. I I would rather. Oh man, my heart is torn because I'm sitting here thinking I would rather give Danny Darko another chance. But I'm sitting here. But I'm also sitting here like, man, I'd really like you to give Looper another chance. I mean, I'm saying you liked. I know you're saying <laughs> you liked it, but Looper is a top ten for of all time. What if me. we put? Um, what if we don't put these against each other and like what if? Well, we still have to put them against one another. What if they if they both end up winning out, put them in different brackets? I feel like these are two films that you can combine. You know what I mean? You could pair them together because, like, it'd be like us like revisiting these films, right? Okay. That yeah, we, yeah. That All we right, thought cool. were like not as good as first, and like maybe we'll have you know change of heart. I think it's a good theme. Mm. I mean, it's not as strong as the current Russell oh, no, theme. No, I'm trying candy. to. I'm <laughs> trying to think. I like that idea because it's it's people. Yeah, it would be one of us revisiting one that we really want the other to like. Um, it is true because I would really like you to like Donnie Darko. I would like everyone to like Donnie Darko. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other, the other thing I'm considering is since since I asked for something to go up against Primer, would it be a better idea to have let's say Primer and Donnie Darko versus Primer and Looper? I don't know that I like that though, because then it, mm. and then only one of us gets to revisit a movie that we want the other to like. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, I don't know if I like that one. Oh, I know. Oh, I know what this movie is. I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've, I've seen trailers for this. Yeah, stuff. 
it's yeah it's widely like popular to like film bros yeah i could yeah 2004 <laughs> see i will every part of me wants to go along with your plan and just put looper and donnie darko together but then that means that primer's probably gonna lose and if prime but if primer wins then we don't get a chance to let the other one ah all right let's just do it that's okay maybe people aren't interested in us doing it or maybe they don't want to hear about the really nerdy um low budget high concept sci-fi thing i do i did allow for additional comments when we did the poll for the last one so i could put that in again and people could just be like hey we're not at all interested in an episode of you talking about a low budget high concept movie um man we do talk about a lot there, of high budget movies so i never mind when we talk about smaller stuff because like it's funny because like as, as much as i like nerd stuff most of the live action stuff i watch are like it's all like it's usually a24 like artsy stuff <laughs> it's, like, it's really wild no here's what i'm thinking what if we just what if we keep primer and we keep another and we get another pick right and then what if we can come up with another two matchups we got looper and donnie darko and another one where it's like i want you to love this movie what if we can come up with two matchups that are kind of that concept i think that'll work okay so let's put looper and donnie darko's one and then the other one joe what's a movie you love that you don't think i like trying to think this might just just might where it get difficult or you could just or you could name a movie you don't like and maybe i'll be like hey i like that Ooh. movie yeah i could go through my letterbox to lowest rateds uh, somebody, uh, somebody listening is screaming. Aaron hates that movie. Made you watch? Yeah. Aaron <laughs> thinks 2001: A Space Odyssey is super overrated. Uh, make you watch the no. Um. Oh, oh, I think I've got it. But this is kind of cheating because this is a movie that I want to rewatch. But Cube, the first Cube is actually pretty solid. Yeah, I didn't like it when I saw it in high school. I've been, I've been wanting a reason to rewatch it. Yeah, I don't like any of the other ones. Like, I think the sequels are kind of not great. But the first initial one is actually pretty solid, cool, cool classic. Like, but it's cute. Let's do yeah. okay. Let's do this, Joe. What's a movie that you want to that you want to rewatch for yourself, thinking you might like it more? Just a movie that you've been meaning to get around to be like, maybe I wasn't, maybe I didn't uh, give that movie a fair shake. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a film. I think a film or like a genre in general. Yeah, Letterbox is helpful for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm such my Letterbox in like ages. Um, yeah, I'm kind of stumped right now. Mm. Or is film I'd like want to revisit because I usually don't like if I don't like it, just don't end up watching it. Like Golden Circle, I've only seen once. I saw it in theater once. I just never watched it again. Mm-hmm. We did hey. cover that one on the podcast. We did cover that, huh? Because we covered the first two as Kingsman. The Kingsman was coming. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You have to come back to me. I'm really trying to okay. rack my brain for it. That's fine. Uh, just a movie that you think you want to give another shake. Because then we'll put Looper and Donnie Darko versus Cube and that movie. Because Looper, because Cube is a movie that I want to give another shake. You want another go around here. So. so one of the matchups will be, I want you to like this movie. And the other one will be like, I want to like this movie for myself. You know, I think I would like this movie. But uh, So then we still got Primer. And then we'll have to have one more thing to match up with that. It doesn't have to be time travel. So, Joe, you keep thinking about that. Chance Hall, can you think of anything... Um, the one movie that I would want to go back to. Any any or, movie that you would like to movie. hear, any movie that you would like to hear discussed on this podcast, specifically for the Nerd Culture Weeks. Um, there is this one movie. I don't know if you guys heard. It's it's a Jet Li. It's a Jet Li movie. <laughs> it's called the. It's called the One. It came out in like two thousand one. 
and it and it deals yeah. with the multiverse. <laughs> it's it's a wild movie. It's not good, but it's entertaining. <laughs> it's super entertaining. Think of like Dragon Ball Z, like but like live action with Jet Li, like prime of his career. Yes, gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty gross. But it could be really interesting. It's the first time I yes. saw Jason Statham in a movie too. It same. I know this poster. Jason Statham. Didn't they also do a movie called War? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Except Jason Statham in this movie, he he, uh, he was still trying to hold on to his hair a little bit, so he had like a little bit of hair going yeah. on. It was really yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, god! So it's like mid '90s Bruce Willis too. Yeah. Like yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to do an American accent too, which is great. Yes. Oh, I've never seen him try to do an American accent. Awesome. It's actually fun. Um, That's a good suggestion. I actually really like that because like it, the movie's not great, but it's really fun to talk about. Cause it's really, it's kind of, it's, it's off the wall, like the whole concept. So let's do this. Let's, let's pair that yeah. with primer because yeah, primer like is a uber serious and the one is not, but they're both. No, yeah. Yeah. What are you all right. Cool. About? Totally serious. So whatever the fans want totally for the episode. All right. And then I think, I think we need to have one animated movie in here um, for the last matchup. So I would like to make a suggestion for the animated Halo fall of reach movie. As as the animate as like my animated pick. I think if you're doing a Halo, I think it might be good to do uh, the Mass Effect animated movie. Then you can get a hold of it. There's a Mass Effect animated movie. It's like a prequel. I've never played Mass Effect either. I have the Legendary Edition collection, but I, was like, I never heard of it. Yeah, sure, let's do that. That's two animated video game. What's the Mass Effect? Is it the Andromeda Lost or Paradox Lost? Paradise Lost. Paragon Lost. Paragon Lost. Yeah. Or it looks like Isolation, but that's. Uh, it's a Paragon Lost one. That's a short. Yeah. Is it? Do I need to play the games for par- to for Paragon Lost? Uh, I mean, it it helps, but I mean, I th- I think it's a good enough of a standalone story. It does give context of why a certain character is the way he is. Like, there definitely is like stuff that bleeds into the actual like second game. But I think well, you at the watch- very least, I would probably just make this the farthest along in the yeah in the cycle, so I could maybe play the mask the it look because it looks like it's a prequel to Mass Effect Three. So at least if I could play one and two before then. Yeah. Give me an excuse to play them. Um, okay, so Halo Fall of Reach and Mass Effect. All right, we just need one more pick. Joe, something that you wanted to, you would like to revisit to see if you like it or not. Um, see if you were wrong about it. And then that will complete uh, the list. You know what? I, think, I think I got one. Uh, yeah? Let's do, let's do only got the gift. Sure. Because I mean, I've seen it a couple times. I keep one like it because I like Nicholas Winding Refn. Okay. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I don't think this movie's any good. So I don't know that most people like that movie. I could be wrong. No, I think I, I feel like people right. act like they like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people act like they like that movie because like the like movie snob side gets gets a hold of them. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to grab onto in the movie. But yeah, it's. I don't think it's. I did cool. have. A, yeah, I did have a friend who literally we had a conversation. Well, more like he went on a rant about how terrible that movie was i won't watch it i guess so it just i guess depends but yeah it's a it works enough it's a huge departure from drive let's just say that like exactly yeah drive is very straightforward whereas like uh only god forgives is very esoteric uh and very convoluted and things just happen you're like why is that happening Okay. Um, no, that's cool. Because I think that fits along the same parameters. I'm like, I think Cube is a movie I would really like. But I watched it once after it was probably overhyped. Because I was listening to some podcasts of some high sc- of some people that were like, I love that movie. 
And I was like, it's discount saw. Um, it was kind of discount saw. <laughs> yeah, but if I know that going in, I might actually love it. Yeah. Um, so, Sci- okay. Sci-fi discount saw. So, the, the, the matchups that I have, and you let me know if we need to change around anything, are we have Candyman versus Species. We have uh, Death Proof and probably and Planet Terror, probably the Grindhouse double feature versus um, Big Trouble in Little China. We can, let's, throw, let's throw They Live in there as well. Um, let's do it. So, right. the Grindhouse double feature, Death Proof and Planet Terror versus Big Trouble in Little China and They Live. Uh, the Dragon Tattoo trilogy versus the Men in Black trilogy. I've got Primer versus the One. <laughs> I've got Halo: The Fall of Reach versus Mass Effect, and I've got Looper and Donnie Darko versus Cube and Only God Forgives. Cool. Any nice. objections? I like it. Cool. I would be down for all of these matchups. I have the ones I know I wish would win, but um, it's not about what I want. It's about what the fans want. So. Um, if you are listening to this as it comes out, we'll have a poll um, that we will share on all the socials. Uh, it'll be a Google poll, so just go to Stiff Pop anywhere and um, find the poll. And um, we'll, uh, you can vote in the poll. Um, everybody can vote once. You just have to have a Google account. Um, it won't collect any information about you, though. So don't be like, Aaron just wants my data. Nope, doesn't give me it. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, yeah, we will have a poll running. I'll put the poll up on Thursday. That way it gives people time to like listen to the episode and hear the suggestions before they see them. So I'll put the poll up Thursday and I'll close the poll when next week's episode drops on Wednesday. So you got like six days to figure it out. Um, so that sounds good to me. All right. We're done with that. Time for us to just do the spinoff. Uh, by the way, um, I did want to say I do have the poll results from um, when Robert and I did the goats one. And I'll read them off again on the GOATS episode, just in case there are people that are only listening to that one. But um, for people that were curious, the results, um, next time, Robert and I um, will be talking about these six films. So Dog Day Afternoon beat Carlito's Way, so we'll be talking about Dog Day Afternoon. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's beat Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Cherbourg. Um, Heather's beat out 16 Candles. As it should. Um, <laughs> Paths of Glory beat out Barry Lyndon. Um, Roman Holiday beat out the Seventh Seal, and Young Frankenstein beat out Dazed and Confused. So we'll talk about Dog Day Afternoon, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Heather's, Paths of Glory, Roman Holiday, and Young Frankenstein. And uh, there will be a new poll going up that you guys can vote on um, starting tomorrow if you like. Okay, time for the spinoff. What is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to tell everybody to check out or to stay away from? Chantal, let's start with you. Um, I have Goosebumps, the series that's on Hulu and, of course, in Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, cool. Um, I was wondering I if that was, was any good. It is, actually. And I was just, like, wondering. I'm like, I haven't heard anybody, like, talking about her, like, anybody, like, amongst my friends or anything. So I was, like, pushing it out there. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, you guys should give it a chance because I, being a fan of Goosebumps and growing up on it and having the books, uh, I felt like it was really, it feels really nostalgic because they're reliving, they're like, you know, reliving the, um, the actual goosebump stories that, you know, us kids grew up on and they're just making them a little bit more darker, but it's still fun. And it still has that same feel as watching them like when they were like in the nineties. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I, and of course you have uh, Justin Long in there too. So, I mean, whenever you see Justin Long, you can't go wrong. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Good rule of thumb. Uh, yes. Whenever you see Justin Long, you can't go wrong. 
He's like the perfect scumbag um, and barbarian. He's so good. <laughs> he could like he could play like really sniffling characters and like really kind, really heartwarming characters. He's just I know he's pretty versatile. He's playing both too in Goosebumps because uh, I won't give anything away, but yeah, he's like playing dual characters in Goosebumps, which is a lot of fun, of course. <laughs> um. I'll give you guys the option. Um, would you guys like to hear about a recent horror movie that I watched? A current movie in theaters, um, a nostalgia trip, or book? Um, I'll go with nostalgic. Nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other day, me and my wife were trying to find something to watch. We couldn't really agree on a tone. She wanted an action movie. I wanted a mm-hmm. comedy. So we watched... Spy Kids 2, The Island of Dream, Lost Dreams. I thought you were going to say and Nice Guys. That would have been really funny. I would have laughed. No, we watched Nice Guys a couple weeks ago, though. Um, we watched it probably three times a year. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, it, it, look, it's ridiculous, and it's silly, and it's crazy and outlandish, but right. like, it's a Robert Rodriguez kid movie, you know? Um, you kind of know what movie you're in for after the opening scene. And if you just follow that tone, it's a, it's a halfway decent time. Obviously the movie's not great, but it is fun. Uh, it is enjoyable. So, uh, and it has the like best line. I love see every time this meme shows up, it's always like, what is like the most serious line you've ever heard in a movie that you're like, wow, that's so out of place. But there's a line because Steve Buscemi plays this like God character on this Island. He creates a bunch of like hybrid animals. And in this dumb kids movie that is overdramatic in tone and takes nothing seriously, Steve Buscemi lets out the glorious line that says, do you think that God stays in heaven because he is scared of what he created on earth? And like, doesn't fit, but it's great. Um, So anyway, um, we watched Spy Kids 2. And I know we talked about Spy Kids 1 on a nostalgia episode earlier in this podcast run and let me just say mm-hmm. watch them both um i cannot say whether three holds up but if you know what you're getting into the first two hold up just fine um so i like it <laughs> joe what do you have yeah i per usual I'll do something related and uh, it's usually something animated um yeah i'll go with steam mm-hmm. boy uh 2004 uh this is a film uh directed and created by uh Katsura otomo who also created akira so um yeah, check it out. Um, it takes place during the late to mid 1800s. Um, if you're into steampunk and you like the Kira, um, I'd say check it out. Very nice. Um, I, you know, I just might because I like the Kira that much. So Same. even if you don't like the story, the movie's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So that I'll give you that. Like even if you don't like the story, just stick around and just watch the visuals. Like it's it's amazing. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Out. Same. <laughs> so um, with all of that. We, uh, that's a wrap. So remember, you can follow uh, Chantal and Joe at the places they mentioned at the top of the show. I um, will have uh, uh, those listed in the episode description below. Quick reminder that Sip Pop Writer Zoom is part of the Studio DNA Network. You can check out other great shows at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. If you're interested in writing for sippop.com or you want to get in contact with the show, maybe send us a question to explore during the B plot, then email writersroomsippop.com. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify if you're listening over that way. Uh, next week, Jack is going to join me. We're going to talk about a go- talk about a ghost story and a take shelter. Uh, I'm really excited for both of those. Um, and in two weeks, Robert is joining me to talk about Tokyo Story. 
And next month, That's Joe uh, such is such a good movie, back. by the way. Sorry to interrupt. Tokyo's I've never seen it, so I'm excited. It's actually very good. Uh, Joe will be back next month, and Adam will be joining us from Australia to talk about Old Boy, the original, not the Spike Lee um, remake. Um, I don't have time, probably, for both. You you can feel free to watch the Spike Lee <laughs> one as well, but I probably will not. Um, so we'll be talking about the original Old Boy, which is actually really nice because it conveniently recently got a release from, I think, Neon. So the movie having not been available in the U.S. in some time is now actually available. You can even like buy it in ultra high def on iTunes now. So nice. um, significantly more accessible than it has been in the past. So thank you guys for joining me. I had a blast uh, watching of Akira course. and talking about it. Yeah. So always been fun. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Appreciate your time. We will have you back on later. Um, I'm, I'm, as soon as these get um, these schedules get filled out, then I'll be sent. I'll be filling out the rest of the schedule um, to when you when you might want to come back, Chantal. Uh, all right. But uh, we'll be looking at all that soon. I'm hoping to have everything done before Thanksgiving, which is nice. So, um, uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, if you're listening, come back next week to hear us, Jack and I, talk about a couple movies. And um, don't forget to vote on the poll on uh, follow follow Twitter, Letterboxd, Blue Sky, whatever you can get to Sif Pop and follow the link there. Um, but that'll do it for this week. Thanks, guys. Cool.